Okay. Hello, everybody. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Mel Talk. Um, today, we are talking about upcoming Black women in the media industry and just, you know, being Black in the media industry, period. Today, I am here with three beautiful, amazing Hampton University students um, who are either journalism or communication majors and who study at the Hampton University Scripps Howard School of Journalism and Communications along with me, you know, Hampton U. Uh, we're here with Shredell Baker, Ayana Chambers, and Allie Daniels. Thank you guys so much for being interested, for, you know, coming on the show today, for taking time out of y'all busy schedules for little old me. How are you guys doing this morning? I'm good. Oh, yeah, really good. Excited for sure. That's good. I'm so excited to have you guys here. I know it's some snow down there. Like, how are you guys feeling about that? I know, like, Hampton literally barely ever gets snow. So, like, how are you guys feeling about that? I know I'm not down there. I'm home until tomorrow. Oh, really? You're home? <laughs> me too, girl. Me too. I was not about to be down there in that snow. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I would say for me, because I'm from the Midwest, my whole perception of snow is just different. Like, what we got here was like literally nothing and just it's melted now. We may get a little bit more, but the ratio between it snowing and it actually melting, it, it doesn't stick. So, yeah, same. Being from Jersey, this is like nothing. Yeah. Wow. Well, I know I definitely thought it was going to be a lot of snow, so I had to get up out of there. I was not about to be stuck in snow. Like, that's literally my least favorite thing ever is snow. Like, especially if it snows and then I have to go out in it. Like, no, absolutely not. Absolutely. Have you ever gone sledding? Yeah. I mean, I used to like play in snow when I was little, but like my parents would like take me out to play in snow so it's like it's not like I could even say no like (laughs) so but now like if it's snowing I just want to be in the house like you know maybe have some hot chocolate watch some movies but if I have to go out in snow like I would literally rather die (laughs) I'm not even exaggerating (laughs) but yeah so um we can just go ahead and get started um I have some like great questions for you guys just about like how you guys are navigating your careers like thus far within the media industry um i know we all like desire have goals to be media professionals in the future so i just want to like pick your brains and you know we can just talk about it (laughs) so um what is your guys ultimate goal within the media industry like where do you want your career to end up anybody can just start off (laughs) so for me i have two choices or two thoughts that I want to do. I either want to work for the WNBA and be their social media coordinator, or I want to have my own graphic design personal business and just grow from there. But I'm not sure which way I could go. I could honestly do both, but I'd rather do the personal business, but Mm -hmm. the WNBA would be cool because I would like to travel and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely like the beauty of like the media industry and also the beauty of us being like so early in our careers like we still have so much room to like wiggle and like figure out what we want to do exactly Mm -hmm. what about you guys for me um i personally want to own my own magazine publication (gasps) editor-in-chief or just you know actually like owning it being the owner Wow, that's amazing. Uh, oh my gosh. 
and I guess for me, I my angle is to have my own radio station. So I have like multiple different um, personalities on there, but my short term goal is to become a personality myself. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Me too. I definitely can relate to yours, Allie. Like, because now that I have my podcast and everything, like, honestly, when I first came to Hampton, I did not know what I wanted to do. Like, even when I decided, like, I was an undecided major. I mean, when I applied, I was an undecided major. Um, and so now, like, since I started my podcast and everything, really, like, my ultimate goal is to just be, like, a media personality slash podcast host slash like radio host like have y'all ever seen the podcast um no jumper or heard of it no i've heard of it oh <laughs> i was about to say but um <laughs> it's like a show you guys have probably like will know it if you've seen like the set and everything it's like this white guy he has like a whole bunch of tattoos and he's always talking to like rappers and everything and he has like the platform of no jumper and then he has like multiple different shows under that platform like it has different hosts and stuff and it's like it's really like a dope setup so that would probably be like my ultimate goal to just have like a huge um platform like that where you know it's focused on not just one thing but around a whole bunch of different things and you know just and you know what? That's actually really smart because I can't stand when people are like, oh, radio is a dying field. Like, OK, but, you know, it's going to evolve. And I feel like podcast is definitely the way it's going. Definitely. So yeah. it's really cool. Like, I've never even heard about that. I'm definitely going to have to look that up after this. Yeah. Yeah. Like and once you once you see it, you'll probably know it. Because like when I everybody has gone on that podcast, like from so many celebrities and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, girl, that's yeah. my girl, y'all. So, yeah. um. As Black women, like, what are some of the ways that you guys have navigated race and gender in the industry thus far? Like, I know we're all just starting out, but I'm sure, like, we all have had, like, internships or at least some form of experience or at least even just, like, career fairs or anything like that. Um, some form of experience within the industry. How have you guys, um, you know, navigated your race and your gender this far? Have you really had to? Um, have you found yourself in an undesirable situation where you've had to, you know, kind of defend your race or gender, or you've kind of like looked at people sideways because they said some, like, you know, questionable stuff about like your race and gender, not knowing that, you know, it's actually something that could be considered offensive. So for me, I've personally been fortunate enough to work for both black owned businesses and ones that are like white owned businesses. And it's obviously two totally different work environments, especially being virtual. But I think one thing I noticed is, and this, I don't know if this sounds bad or not, but I really felt I was more appreciated for the work that I was doing at white companies. I don't know if they were just so stunned at the fact that I was a black woman, like doing all these different things, but it was just a deeper level of appreciation. I was getting paid more. Um, and it was just more of a push of wanting to see me excel even outside of that opportunity, not to like spotlight any businesses or anything like that. But I think just a lot of the black owned companies that I had worked with were really just, it was more of just, a professional relationship, whereas with the white company, they're actually trying to get to know me a little bit more, making it a little bit more interpersonal. And then just on the flip side of things, I guess I've noticed that a lot of white companies have been a lot more, I guess, overall been more impressed with my resume. But I think really being surprised of like, oh, wow, like you've done all these things. But it's like, not that I, nobody said I couldn't, but I think just the amount of work is like, oh, wow, like 
I like white people want to say, oh, wow. But it really, they felt like, oh, wow. <laughs> but that was kind of my experience, just different levels of appreciation and then like the pay rate Wow, that's so interesting for me to hear because, like, you know, as Black people, you always kind of think that it would be the other way around, Obviously. you know, and I'm sure, like, yeah. you know, a lot of people have had experiences that are the other way around, but do you think that it's kind of because, like, white companies are um, maybe bigger or have more resources than Black companies, or, like, why do you think that is? Let's say so, and then I also feel like, I don't know, sometimes I think as black people get into that role of not necessarily being unprofessional, but feeling as though, okay, this person is just starting out or, you know, they're still making their way versus let me try to help put them in a certain pathway to get where they want to be. So kind of mm -hmm. trying to shortchange in a way, but still feeling as though they're helping. If that makes mm -hmm. sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if um, Ayana or Ali's ever experienced this or like just feeling that difference of like, you're shortchanging me because I like, feel like I'm your home girl, your sis, but really I need to be getting paid as much as you, if not, you know, more for what the work I'm actually putting in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I purposely um, seek black internships. Like all of my internships previously have been with black companies or either by a black woman, but I know a job that I had that I recently had to like stop was with a black um, nonprofit company and they were like taking advantage. I feel like because I was a young black woman, even though they were all like black and Hispanic, I kind of feel like I'd had that same like instance Astrodel where it's like, okay, yeah, we're, we're all black, Hispanic, whatever people of color, but it's just like, you still have to treat me like I'm working for you and like in a professional manner. Like I'm not, I'm not your homegirl. I'm not your cousin. <laughs> so like treat me as I'm like as if I'm working here. So yeah, right. I definitely have the same experience. Wow. Yeah, I would say for me too. Um, my dad, him and his friends, they somehow had to connect with this radio lady in Philly. I'm not even gonna say no names, but. They <laughs> in Philly and it was like oh yeah like definitely email her see if you can get an internship like she's really eager to talk to you send her this resume so I'm up late at night typing my resume making sure my pictures are in a certain way all this kind of stuff I sent it to the lady I waited like maybe a month she emailed me back talking about some oh yeah I saw your email like I really want to talk to you um I'm gonna call you later on so you know you're always supposed to be persistent but and so I keep emailing her but I'm also emailing another um, radio company at the time that, you know, the CEO is white. And he's getting back to me quick and in a hurry. He want to set up all these interviews, da 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 Whole time I'm holding out for the black lady because, you know, I want to stick with the people and hear what she got to say. But it's like she's not giving me the time of day. Yeah. And it's to this point now, like, at this point, I really just stopped emailing her because I've only gotten two responses out of maybe like 10 emails I've sent her. Mm -hmm. And it's upsetting because like she's a prominent woman in radio you know and a mm -hmm. black woman at that it's just kind of sad yeah i dang y'all i didn't i was <laughs> answer um i kind of you know that's like a common thing with us because even when it comes to like hbcu versus pwi Mm -hmm. I was gonna say I feel like we don't talk about this because we all go to HBCU, so it's like I don't want to bring down black business, but like it like this really happens, like right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I I definitely feel you guys on that one. Like I was not expecting that though. Let me think. I would say I haven't had like that many um 
experiences with white um, companies. So like the first time that I'm ever interning for a white company is like literally right now. I have an internship um, where everybody, not everybody, I'm sure, but like the person directly above me, the person directly above her and, you know, the other people that I'm working around are white. Um, And I've had a positive experience so far, like definitely. Um, But I would say that um, when I was working with, um, you know, I had an internship with the black, with two black owned businesses, I would say that, um, you know, my experience I would say they were kind of the same. So like now that I think about it, like <laughs> like now that I think about it, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of crazy for me to hear like you guys' experiences. But like now that I think about it, it's more it's definitely, you know, more what am I trying to say? Easier for me to see like the differences between like black working with black owned companies and working with white owned companies. Like I can definitely see what you guys are saying about wanting to hold out and wanting to work with, you know, black people, especially black women or just people of color in general. But, you know, at the same time, it's like, you know, they we not always for us, if y'all know what I mean. So, you know, when we think like that, we can look to, um, you know, other people of color, other black women or other just black people period within the industry for like solace or community, like, you know, all skin folk ain't kin folk. So, you know, we just got to kind of always realize that, like, I'm just so glad that you guys have brought that up and made it like a, a, a kind of different experience than what people would expect, you know? It's definitely like stuff like this. People don't like to have that conversation mm-hmm. because people don't want to be that first person to like say it and yeah. it sound kind of and everybody looking at you like girl you sound ridiculous mm-hmm. but when you actually have that conversation and you realize people are having that open-minded perspective that you can have intelligent conversations like that you are going to get to a more common goal or like mm-hmm. you're going to become a better understanding than just like oh, i'm just going to suppress that mm-hmm. and maybe it's just me it's just me yeah. in all reality it's not yeah. And honestly, I think it's kind of a thing where like we expect black people or other people of color in the industry to kind of get where we're coming from so much to the point where we kind of forget perfect not we, but she like y'all know what I mean. But like, you know, where we kind of forget like professionalism and you know, and things like that because we're like, oh well like, you know, she's black. Like she know, like we from the same, you know, cut we come from the same cloth. Like she know what I mean. She know where I'm coming from. But we always have to remember that, you know, there is that kind of relationship where it's like, mm, you know, we there are these boundaries and we still need to, you know, conduct ourselves in a way that's like respectable and professional. We need to get things done in a timely manner. We need to respond to people. We need to answer the phone and stuff like that. So yeah. wow. I'm so glad that you touched on that honestly, because boundaries are so important. I feel like sometimes we get so caught up in having our personal boundaries with, you know, maybe our significant other or, you know, people that maybe are closer to us like friends, uh, family, things like that. And forgetting that at work or in your internship, you need boundaries too. Like you need boundaries with your professor too. Sometimes, you know, people can get lost in translation and you never want to make it to a point where people are not taking you seriously anymore or not being able to see your professionalism shine through. You just never know somebody's I feel like people are gonna say something about you but they are gonna say something about you give them something good to say 
Yes, definitely, definitely. So since we are on the topic of professionalism, um, how do you guys work with balancing professionalism in your real life? Like, I know in the past, Shredell, you've tried, you've kind of given me some tips on like navigating professionalism on social media um, and stuff like that. Um, But for you know, for young people, I feel like social media is kind of such a huge part of our lives where a lot of people like live their whole lives on social media or broadcast their whole lives on social media, which, you know, if that's your thing, that's your thing. Um, But like, how do you guys navigate with, you know, wanting to post certain things or wanting to have fun or like showcase your true identity or just be yourself on social media, you know, in a way that you wouldn't really in a professional setting, but still trying to make sure that, you know, if somebody that's a hiring person is coming to look at your Instagram, they're not going to be like, oh, never mind. You know, like, how do you think that, um, how do you guys work with, you know, kind of in the media industry or, you know, all of us kind of aspire to be within the media industry or, you know, even some of us aspire to be in the public eye? How can we, you know, kind of, make sure that we're staying authentic to our true selves, but also make sure that we're not, you know, on social media doing crazy stuff. Um, I can attest to this because I literally just put this on my close friends the other day. Mm-hmm. Like as far as people like living for social media and stuff like that, like you said, that's on them. If that's how you want to live your life. I know close friends has been my best friend. <laughs> so and I know, like I put the people that I close with and I can really trust on there Mm -hmm. to the point if they know I'm having fun regardless and then you know maybe the cutesy things you can put that on social media Mm -hmm. like everyone can see but I it's crazy because like I used to for so long I didn't used to post stuff because I was just like you know people probably don't care or also like you don't ever want to give the wrong impression Mm -hmm. but being authentically yourself it drives you to do the things that you would never do but again or no not again but like before so now you want to embrace it but you have to be smart about it so I would go back to the close friends or even make a separate Instagram my Instagram is private Mm -hmm. I don't keep my um public so that's another thing hmm Okay, those are some good tips. Yeah, I definitely utilize my close friends. Like, I would say um, when I first came to college, like, I was not on Instagram. Like, I did not take Instagram seriously, like, at all. Twitter was my thing. And I feel like I was more, I'm definitely more, like, loose, I would say, on Twitter with, like, the things that I post and stuff than I am on Instagram. And I've kind of, you know, toned down on that a little bit ever since I have decided what I want to be when I grow up. (laughs) But, um, like, definitely, I definitely utilize my close friends as well. And, um, you know, certain stuff I can post on my main story. Um, But, you know, I kind of feel like I just want to, like, stay in the lane of the career path that I want. So it's like, I feel like if I see other, you know, prominent figures that are doing what I want to do post certain stuff, then I'll be like, oh, well, you know, I guess it's okay. I mean, I guess I know that, like, you know, me in my position, I'm kind of, you know, not in a position to be doing stuff that's going to make people uncomfortable because, like, I don't even have any type of standing in the industry like at all because like who am I but also it's like I want to make sure that you know 
my me being a professional person, like, um, you know, having a podcast, having my platform, being able to showcase my thoughts in a certain way is not, you know, taking away from me also being able to live my life. Like, because, you know, as black women, like we have, we are so multifaceted, like, you know, we can be smart, we can be sexy, we can be, you know, professional, um, all at the same time. So I just always kind of struggle with making sure that, you know, because it's like, you don't, I don't want to be professional all the time, you know, because I'm not like, that's not me. Um, so I always kind of struggle with making sure that, you know, I'm still not being too crazy or not, you know, letting things go too far, but also just, you know, being myself and, you know, not putting myself in a box to where I feel like I can't, you know, what's the word? I guess just be myself. Is the best word that I have. It's all about balance as well. Too. Yeah. Like, yeah. definitely just know. Like, I feel like we, everybody in this podcast, we all have common sense. Like, we know <laughs> what to do, what not to pose. Like, so, you definitely trust your gut, trust your intuition. That's what I, that's a big lesson I've learned as well this year. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, honestly. And I feel like for me, like I have a YouTube channel and I literally document my entire life here, mm -hmm. but it's like I smart and I know what to post and what not to post. It's like, yeah, I may record it, but will I actually upload it? No, probably not. I'm going to keep it in the files. But like, I feel like we kind of have common sense to what is, to what's going to affect us in the future and what's just like, oh, it's just, she's just being young, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think even just depending on the following that you have or like, you know, what you're trying to stand for as a media professional, that plays a role too. like somebody who works in TV may not post the same thing that somebody posts in radio. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And just depending on, again, the audience that you have and, you know, how are they responding to the content that you're posting? Like, it, are you posting what you want to post? or Are you posting what people want you to post? You know what mm -hmm. I mean? I think just all having like the authenticity um, when you're creating content because I know all of these lovely ladies have their own platforms as well like making sure that it's what you actually want to put out there and you know just making it true to yourself I feel like it's so easy to get lost in the sauce especially with social media and with imposter syndrome being so rampant now and just seeing all these different things going on like you can just get so caught up in just trying to follow the trends and you can lose your authenticity so just, yeah. so, I'm sure <laughs> So, like, how do you guys feel about that? Like, you know, I know that's definitely not something that's unique to our industry. Like, you know, I feel like all young professionals who, you know, are aspiring to have, you know, thriving careers, whether it's in tech or politics or whatever, um, you know, kind of struggle with this because, you know, any company does not want someone who is acting crazy on social media to represent them, right, um, in any, like, capacity. So, like, how do you guys feel about that? Do y'all think that, you know, that's kind of excessive for, you know, companies to expect you to kind of have the same professional decorum that you would have in the office at home or when you're on social media? Or, like, do you think it's acceptable because, like, you know, why would I want someone who's, you know, out here saying crazy stuff to be representing my business. Like, what are you guys' thoughts? I would say yes and no, only because you want to make sure that you're hiring people in a company that, again, goes back to authenticity. Like, if this person's acting, like, happy-go-lucky at work, and then they're, like, angry all the time when they're off work and posting about that, like, that's a bad reflection on your company. And I think it 
kind of goes back to like brand values and just things of that nature. Like you always just, whether you want to or not, whatever company you work for, you are now like a walking billboard basically. So it's kind of like, you know, you have to really be careful of, you know, what you post, what you say. But I think it goes back to that whole boundaries thing we were talking about too, as far as, okay, you should know what I have going on outside of work to an extent but not what I'm doing on a day to day. Like you should not be memorizing what I'm posting. Like, you know, like you should not be memorizing who I'm taking pictures with. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So just yes and no. It kind of just depends on, I guess, maybe that company too. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like some companies, you know, they have investors or like sponsorship partnerships, things like that, that can reflect on not just the company you work for, but the other company as well. So it may just be a lot of strings attached more than just what we may think. So I would say yes and no. Okay. This definitely reminds me of that episode in Insecure. Y'all watch Insecure? Yeah, girl. Of course. Okay. <laughs> this reminds me of Insecure when um Issa, she was representing the guy that did fashion. And he had his mm-hmm. own vision. And she was like, I don't know if the business is going like that. I don't think the company's going like that. And he did it anyway because that's who he is. Mm-hmm. And it ended up, you know, the business loved it because it was truly for him. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... I feel like for me, I would do my research on a business before I even, you know, try to accept anything. Like, I definitely have to know their morals as well, because I know that's a big thing for me. Yeah, definitely. I definitely feel you on that one. Personally, I feel like that question is one of the reasons why I would like to work for myself. Because just like, I don't want to constantly have the thought of like, oh, what if my co- what if my company sees this? Da, da, da. Even though I'm not doing any, like, I don't do, I don't be out here. <laughs> but it's just kind of like, just the thought, like that clouding thought is just like a lot for me. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Yeah. No, I definitely feel you because it's like, also, the stuff that you post on social media, you may look at it a certain way, but then other people that look at it, they may take it a different way. So it's always just like that stress factor of like, I don't want anybody to take this the wrong way or anything. Like I like, for example, this is like, this might make you guys laugh, but it's honestly like so annoying and sad. Like, so my parents, they follow me on TikTok, right? And do you guys know that audio that's like, boo, lame, corny, corny? Mm -hmm. My mom called me the other day and she was like, why did your dad send me a video on TikTok where you put on there that you're horny? And I said, said, mom, that is not, that is not what that is saying. So it's like, it's definitely like, you know, you have to think of kind of like every angle that your content is going to be seen as. And it's like, that's like so stressful and like annoying because like social media is supposed to be this fun thing. But it's also like, I completely understand what you're saying when you say like, that is why, you know, you would want to work for yourself. And I, I completely relate because it's like, if I feel like the way that I'm representing my own company is appropriate, then it shouldn't matter to anybody else. You know what I mean? So definitely like, I don't know. I think that, you know, when it comes to social media and like professionalism outside of the workplace, I definitely think like all y'all said, it definitely depends on what it is. Like if someone is being on social media, you know, being racist, being homophobic, being, you know, saying a whole bunch of crazy stuff like that, you know, you definitely don't want those type of um, discriminatory views to represent your company. But it's also like, 
what do you do about, you know, the young people that are representing your company that are going out and drinking all the time and having fun? And, you know, that's kind of something that's, you know, some more conservative, you know, if you have investors, some more conservative people might be like, Ugh, I don't want to see all that. I don't want to see y'all doing that, you know, stuff like that. So it's just, it definitely just depends. I definitely, it's kind of like a, I don't know. It's a lot of gray area. Unfortunately, and it's actually kind of crazy that like people be out here walling and like they're the celebrities, but then yeah. when it comes to us, you know, we don't be doing too much, but you know, we have a little bit of fun, and it's like we're like the average everyday people. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, I don't think we should look up to anybody, but also like we're watching what we do when the people that really got the money don't they don't care. They <laughs> like I know, like, right, and it's like. I guess once you get to a certain point, like a certain level of fame or a certain level of notoriety um, within whatever industry or whatever you have going on, it's kind of like you could just do whatever you want. So I guess that's what we should all aspire to be, just like get to the top so we can do whatever we want. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Um, So how has y'all's education and experience at Hampton um, prepared you for a career in the media industry like um when in terms of like the actual job and then also like in the behind the scene aspect of like job hunting competitiveness and like navigating race gender and culture and things like that so i would say for me i personally had like some journalistic experiences and workshops that i did prior to hampton so mm-hmm. kind of was a little bit smoother for me <laughs> smoother for <laughs> the aspect of okay I kind of learned this before I know the terminology I know you know things that they're referencing that happen to do so on and so forth but I think one thing that I will say Hampton really helped me with not sure everybody can attest to this especially if you go to an HBCU in general is being aggressive I feel like it's so many times I've had to email people two three times blow their phone up show up okay do a pop-up like <laughs> you want it for yourself bad enough like you just have to make it happen and I think that resilience and that drive has been what's helped me to get a lot of the opportunities that I have now. Even though I feel like Scripps does a really good job of helping us, you know, find opportunities and give us, you know, job um, scholarships, things like that, maybe not so much scholarships, but like internships and stuff like that, um, and like kind of put us on. But just for the ones I've been able to find myself, I've been able to know that professionally in that aspect and just be able to really, I guess, pitch myself and sell myself, make sure that the people that I'm speaking to take me seriously. Definitely, yeah. I know for me, Hampton taught me what I really wanted to do. Like when I first came to Hampton, I thought I wanted to be a news reporter. Mm-hmm. And then I did the whole news station thing. And I was like, no, I don't really want to do this. <laughs> and I thought that I wanted to work behind the scenes, behind the camera. And I was like, no, I don't really want to do this. And then my sophomore year, I took a Photoshop class and then I like fell in love with like computers and making graphics and Photoshop. I would have never thought I would have been doing this, but like Hampton definitely like showed me what I actually like have a passion for. So I feel like that helped. They really helped me there. And like relating to like another aspect, I feel like yeah, being aggressive. Yeah. Like you like you can't be passive in this industry. You really have to be on top of people because they're not going to reach out to you. You're going to have to reach out to them. Yeah, that's so true. Like, I definitely feel you. Like, I love how Hampton gives us, like, such an opportunity to really, like, 
try out every single aspect of the media industry. Like if you want to try radio, okay, here's the radio station. If you want to try, you know, production, WHOV, if you want to try, you know, be on camera, if you want to be an anchor, reporter, WHOV, we have like all of these things at our disposal at our disposal to kind of, you know, kind of navigate our way and weed out what we don't want to do and what we do want to do. I think that's definitely like a a great um, perk of, you know, being a student at at Hampton. Um, I will say, I will have to agree with the aggressiveness part. And Mm -hmm. I will say I'm the type, if I reach out to you the one time, I know you saw my email. (laughs) Again, I know you saw it again and then you didn't answer. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I'm not doing this because I'm not chasing you. Mm-hmm. And I definitely had to grow out of that because it gets to a point. It's like I'm not chasing you. And then my grade is at fault because you still didn't want to listen. And I take my accountability. I should have been up your behind mm-hmm. because my grade is important to me, you know. Mm-hmm. So as far as um, the professionalism and like what I want to do. Like I said, I want to go into radio. When I got there, it was not there. Like it was there, but they didn't really have the opportunities to be on the radio or, you know, get the mentoring, all kind of stuff. And I found out why. So now being a junior, I feel like I'm in the, uh, I'm at the point where I kind of have a little bit of leeway where I can talk to the professors and I'm like, all right, so how are we going to get this ball rolling for real? Like, how are we going to be about it? So like being assertive, and also knowing exactly what you want. And I feel like Hampton definitely did teach me that. It took me a while, but I did finally get the lesson. Yeah, definitely. It definitely took me a while as well, like learning how to reach out to people, how to speak to people, how to, you know, kind of just go out and ask for what I want. Because I'm definitely like a more um, reserved, like passive, shy person. So, you know, like like you guys have all said, like, you know, at Hampton with anything, not even just in scripts um, or like within, you know, looking for internships and stuff like that. With anything, you have to be on top of these people because they will not return your emails. They will not pick up the phone or anything like that. So definitely um, that has that's definitely like a I feel like a school wide thing that, you know, everybody has had to learn from being at Hampton, which is like kind of annoying because it's like why don't y'all pick up the phone why don't y'all answer emails like this is your job but also it's like when you get into the real world you know people are more busy than some you know recent college graduate looking for a job and that's probably the last thing on their minds so when it comes to you know putting yourself out there and stuff like that you have to be on top of it because like nobody's gonna go get something for you except for you like you have to go get it for yourself Mm-hmm. Um. So, how often do you guys think that, like, in the industry, Black people, um, or in the public eye in general, are like judged by things other than their work or the things that you know they bring to the table in terms of like their education or credentials or things like that? Um, does this only happen to Black people, or does this happen to you know everybody? Is it you know is it human nature to kind of judge people off things that are not kind of relevant to you know their work field or their career or what whatever you know they may have going on? And do you guys think that this is a common thing? Girls every day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
every day on the clock. It doesn't matter what area of media you're in, you're under a microscope. And that's just across the board with any race, just because you're now speaking for the public, you're a voice now, Mm -hmm. Um, you're a representative. Like I said, you're a billboard. And I think maybe, I don't want to say that other races or ethnicities don't experience it, but Black people just experience it differently because of what we went through in our history. Mm -hmm. And just, you know, fighting to be taken seriously, you know, trying to get a seat at the table. What does that seat look like? Am I going to have a little baby high chair? Am I going to be in a big girl chair? You know? Yeah. So I think just, um, it's a lot of different layers to it. I think even when you work in a progressive, like work environment is diverse. It's still just those little, you know, microaggressions that might come up. But I think, I don't know, quite honestly, when you just stand 10 toes down, like, (laughs) Nobody can really tell you how to do your job. And when you do your job excellently, that's when people start being quiet because nothing they can tell you at that point, especially as a black woman trying to make a name for yourself, trying to be successful. Like, I feel like that's always been like my main goal, like just trying to learn as much as possible and be a sponge because I don't want to ever have anybody tell me how to do my job. Not that I'm not receptive to learn, but just when you're good at what you do, like people trust you and you're more well respected. Yeah, I I definitely feel you on that one. That this conversation reminds me of kind of um if you guys remember, I don't remember if um President Obama was running for president or if he was like just doing like a regular, you know, speech and like Michelle Obama opened up for him and then when he came on stage like they gave each other a fist bump. And somebody from like Fox News was like, "Did you just see Michelle Obama gave him a terrorist fist jab?" And like I was just, and like it's just like what? <laughs> like this is just a fist bump. Like, like whenever, whenever this episode comes out, I'm gonna try to find that video so like we can post it with the the video of the podcast because it's like I distinctly remember that, and it's like Michelle Obama is a Ivy League graduate, you know, lawyer, you know, extremely professional, extremely educated, um, well put together woman, and. What are you like? What are you talking about? What are you? What are you talking about? I can only imagine just what they went through as a family. I know it, we only see so much of the media, but just behind the scenes, mm-hmm. yes, for sure. And then just having to go through that day after day for the betterment yeah. of the country and the people, like yeah, yeah. I was leaving after eight years too. <laughs> yeah, because after the eight years, they y'all still talking about them. I just saw on Twitter yesterday they was talking about the uh the daughter. She was caught with a cigarette. She was smoking. I'm like, bro, she's grown. One, is it nasty? That's your perception, whatever. But why is y'all in her business? Because I know a whole bunch of other presidents' daughters or even presidents. They be smoking the bogeys. And did you say anything about them? No, no. no. So y'all need to stop and be doing like, a lot worse than just smoking yeah. cigarettes. <laughs> they not ready. They not. They not. really not. Um, yeah. So, do you guys have any other thoughts on that? Like, is that something that will ever change, like within the industry, or do are we just stuck with this? Is this just like human nature? Ever I'm change is different. Not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel like I don't want to say it won't ever change because. I don't know. I feel like it's so many different types of people being added. You guys know what I mean by that? Like, as far as like, not even just so many different, like, it's like a melting pot now. So it's all these different races and ethnicities and all these different sexualities. Like, 
we're never going to stop having to learn about each other. And we're never going to have to stop trying to make sure that everybody's in some way, shape or form comfortable. Mm-hmm. So because that's ever evolving, I think it's probably been more now than ever. Like I feel like over the past couple of years, there's been so many like variations of people now versus just like your standard, like ABC, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I think it's just really opening my eyes to a lot just as a journalist and also just, I don't know, I think it's just keeping all these companies on their toes. I don't know. Like, I want to say I would hope so, but just by the way society's going, like, it's only, like, it's almost like you can never keep up. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're always just growing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, honestly. And I also feel like um, with, like, the rise of so many different, like, self-made platforms, like this one, um, like, you know, there's so many different platforms that are becoming, like, respected, not because of a person's, like, necessarily their credentials but just because you know it's interesting content that people want to pay attention to I definitely think that kind of plays a role in the way that you know we are like perceiving people like in general I don't know I'm sorry I don't know if I'm making sense but um like you know definitely a more progressive world I feel like it's you know, it's it's kind of, it's trying to, you know, come up with a more progressive world. And I feel like that's going to definitely, you know, have an effect on the way that, you know, just in general, we judge people, we look at people, we have an opinion on the way that people live their lives, like, just in general. So is that I hope that made sense, guys. I was trying to kind of put it together the best way I could. Also, yeah. I feel like social media um, aids that as well, mm-hmm. because are looking at how everybody carries their lives so you're kind of whether you're consciously doing it or not you're kind of saying oh, okay that's kind of cool how can I implement that in my life to be a positive yeah. outcome? you know so I feel like knowledge is always power so if you're learning from other people you can see if that's really going to work for you or not mm-hmm. to better yourself I feel like that should be the end goal yeah. and um I feel like sometimes with social media that can be kind of skewed in a sense Definitely, definitely. Yeah. I feel you guys. All right. So last question, guys. Last but not least. Um, what advice do y'all have for young black women looking for their first big break in the industry? I know a lot of us have not had our first big break, but <laughs> like for the young black women who are just like who have not even had, you know, the type of experiences that you guys have had who are maybe just starting out in college or whatever, you know, what kind of advice do you guys have for people coming after you? Like, where can we go in the industry to kind of look for community and like guidance and and solace and things like that? I definitely say, oh, I definitely (laughs) say have, get a mentor that you kind of aspire to be like one, and then two, once you find that, be consistent in what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And I feel like after that, things will kind of just fall into place. Um, and also just like try different things. Like don't be stuck on one thing. Like we have so much time in the day. You could try different things, see what you like, see what you don't like. And just be consistent. Consistency is like the main thing. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Honestly, I agree. Like, know that whatever you stick your mind to, you're going to be able to achieve it. But also be real with yourself. Is this what is one, making you happy? And two, is this something that you feel like 
you could sustain your life on and be okay with for the rest of your life. I feel like um, some people can't be honest with themselves sometimes. And I can say for myself included, like I was stuck in forever thinking I was going to do this one thing, knowing dang well, that's not really what made me happy. Mm -hmm. So just having that trial and error, like Ayana said, is definitely um, a big thing that I had to go through. So that was my advice. Yeah, definitely. And just to echo again, both of these amazing ladies, I think really having a true understanding of what you want to do. And I think being young, sometimes you have so many different options being thrown at you. It can be a lot, but honestly, explore them all. Be open and willing to learn about a lot. Don't let people put you in a box. I feel like that's something that kind of happened to me a lot as far as when I was trying to decide between, you know, journalism and PR and even doing broadcast or print journalism. Like It was just like, okay, well, you have to do this because this is the curriculum or this is just X, Y, Z, what, what we want you to do. Mm-hmm. And every time I would try to stay inside that box, it would not work for me. Like I would try to stick to one thing, I branch off. Try to stick to one thing, I would branch off. So I just learned that for me personally, I have to be a multi-hyphenate. Like I can't allow myself to be boxed into more than one thing because I, that's just not the skill set that I was given. But some people are genuinely good at that one thing because that is their gift. And if you yeah. find your gift, then that's for you. And I think even just having a mentor, like Ayana said, like it's very, very important because you want to make sure that you're having that guidance. It's only so much that like a professor or like, you know, like your mom, because sometimes people's mom do something totally different than what you want to do. <laughs> so it's like if you don't have anybody in your tribe that can really help you and lead and guide you, then you're not going to know. What to do. You're not going to know what doors to knock on. You're not going to know, you know, what email to send. Mm-hmm. Um, and one more thing I'm going to say. This last thing I'm gonna say, but mm-hmm. I was just, something that really, really helped me was I knew specifically what company I wanted to work for, and that was like my dream company. I knew I wanted to work there from day one, and I looked up online who was in their um, staff with their email, and I reached out to them. Whether they responded or not, I made sure they knew my first and last name. They had a copy of my resume, and if they were available to talk, they were going to be talking to me. Mm-hmm. And if I could find them like their email or on their website, I would DM them on social media. Why? Because if you really want to work somewhere and you want to do something, you're going to put yourself out there for that specific opportunity. And you just never know, even if it's not the opportunity that you really wanted, you never know what somebody knowing your name can do. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I just have to agree with like all of that because like, you know, the way that putting yourself out there in this industry is so vital. Like that would just be my advice is just like, any opportunity, any event, any type of, you know, way that you have to let people know who you are, take it and just go do it. Don't be shy. Don't be afraid because at the end of the day, like this is your career, like, and nobody is going to look at you crazy for, you know, putting yourself out there. Like if anything, that's, I feel like that's the most like respectable thing that you can do like in this industry because like you know yeah it's hard or whatever to kind of you know go out and and just you know be vulnerable and and put yourself in a position to be judged by others but also it's like you're not going to get ahead without that kind of drive and determination so we definitely just have to make sure that we're like you know networking and um you know, just doing the what we need to do. And when it comes to like community and like guidance in the industry, I definitely agree with the fact that like find a mentor, um, you know, and like for me on social media, like whenever I post a podcast episode, I tag like 
six celebrities that I admire. Like I tag like J. Cole, Amanda Seals, Angela Rye in every single story that in every single post that I post. Like I make sure to do that because it's like you never know when they're gonna check their DM requests and they see, you know, all of the stuff that you've been posting, all the content that you've been making and they're impressed. Like, oh wow, like Oh, okay. So, you know, definitely like just put yourself out there and don't be afraid to like fail and start over. That's easy for me to say. And I'm kind of like, you know, I'm sure like we all are kind of like, ah, what if it doesn't go great? What if it doesn't go good? What if it doesn't work? Like, you know, we're, we're all definitely like that. But, you know, you just have to be okay with saying like, well, you know, I'm trying this new thing. I'm putting myself out there and maybe it won't work. Maybe it won't go as planned. But, you know, at the end of the day, like you can't just like Shardell said, put yourself in a box and stay comfortable where you are if you want to elevate because how are you going to rise if you don't ever move from where you are? And it's so (laughs) to hear you say that because I, like even going back to earlier, people usually don't want to be the first person to say that because you never know what that reaction is going to be. But hearing you say that, I literally was just thinking like, dang, I don't do that, but that's only because I know I should and you never know the outcome. So if I don't know the outcome, I'm like, uh, honestly, I don't even know if I want to take that chance for real. Like, I might just sit back. But I would say like a little testimony. I have a, um, I have like a music blog now and I added this one singer. His name is Aunt Clemens and he liked my reel. And then on top of that, he posted when I posted that he liked my reel and I was fangirling for a second. I was like, oh but that is literally one of like what you were just saying like you never know what happens i just added him off like oh man whatever like just add him just yeah. give him his little credit it really happened so that's a learning lesson yeah congratulations me. girl that is so dope oh we love that for you what's your um blog what's the name of it it's called um the girl with the W for like with the playlist and it's just with a whole bunch of music dumps and like positive affirmations I'm about being like positive and stuff like that right. so and that's what Instagram I'm... right sure. yeah okay so everybody who's listening right now y'all better go to Instagram right now follow the girl with the playlist you'll never be bored I promise period all right thank you guys so much for you know taking time out of your day like i said earlier um for coming on you know just to have this like great discussion i think we had a great conversation about you know just our goals and stuff like that and i just think that you know we're all you know on our way to being very successful within the industry i wish you guys the best like genuinely sincerely um do y'all have any last thoughts any last words I think this was a great group of women, <laughs> as I kind of yeah, mentioned definitely. earlier. And I think I like that we all have those varying perspectives as far as like, you know, being in radio and then, you know, being in print and then Ayana being in PR, like just different facets of media that I think sometimes people don't think about. They kind of just lump it all together into like journalism or PR, but it's like, no, like this is very layered. Yeah. And I think I will hope everybody will take something from this, whether you're in media or not. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think there's something that can just be applied to more than one career field. Definitely. definitely. 
Yeah. Well, all right, y'all. Thank you guys so much for being a part of my um, my podcast, my vision, my episode. Um, I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Thank you guys, everybody who's tuning in, everybody who's listening. Thank you guys so much for all your support. Um, and yeah, stay tuned for another episode of Mel Talk and we will see you guys later.